1: Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Today, we have
2: an incredible lineup for you. I have uh, my friend J.C. Pearson, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs, and as you all know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and then our latter half of the show, which I definitely want you to stick around, we're going to talk about revival and uh, how God is using this little town in Kentucky today. So J.C., thank you so much for being on the show. It's been quite a long time since we've uh, actually even chatted before, but uh Thank you for being on the show, and if you can tell our audience a little bit about yourself, that would be fabulous, and then we're going to go into a little Q&A, my brother.
3: Yeah, no problem, Adam. Thank, thanks for having me, first of all, and uh, great to great to hear your voice, but um, just a, a little bit about myself. I uh, grew up in Oceanside, California. Woo-hoo! We uh, went to elementary school together. We did. Laurel <laughs> uh, Elementary, Jefferson Junior High, then I went to... El Camino High School, you went to Oceanside, but yes. uh, I mean we've known each other for a long long time and um, after after high school um, ended up at uh, the University of Washington playing playing football and uh, from there uh, went to uh, ended up with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, played uh, eight years here for the chiefs and then uh, went to Minnesota and played uh, my last season in Minnesota for the Vikings. Uh, then after that, I uh, got into television and broadcasting, and you know worked with Fox for and ESPN for, you know broadcasting NFL games and college football games for the next 20 years or so, and kind of trying to relax a little bit and kind of semi-retired and and uh, watching my girls play volleyball.
2: That's amazing, JC. You know, it, it is an honor to to know you. And we go back, way back. We grew up in the name, same neighborhood and, you know, played some sports together as we're growing up. And so it's, it's fabulous. Uh, you know, I followed you along your career. And it's so amazing that uh, you ended up with the Kansas City Chiefs, who just recently won the Super Bowl. Congratulations on that. Um,
3: yeah, it, thank you. Yeah, second time. And... In uh, four years, they, they've been three out of the last four and won two of them. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that, that is. That, that's a, t- a tough accomplishment. That's a very uh, so tough accomplishment. So congratulations to those guys.
2: Amen. That's awesome. So I, I know you worked the uh, the Super Bowl, and, uh, and uh, what was your part? What was your role during this uh, week of festivities that they had in Arizona there, J.C.?
3: Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of events for former players set up by the NFL uh, Alumni Association, the NFLPA. Um, so a lot of appearances, autograph signings, um, just a lot of different things for us uh, to do. Um, so I was actually there on Monday, so was there the whole week and uh, long week, uh, really busy but a fun week also. And, and and before we go any further, I, I think your listeners should know that, you know, we talked about we grew up together and everything. Um, they should know how how good of a track athlete you were and how fast <laughs> you were, you know, for, from the 400 meters on up. I mean, you, you were the man, so you know, we, can't, we can't leave that out. <laughs> Thanks, JC.
2: You know, uh, yeah. here's something interesting. I broke every single record from the... From the 400 meters up at, at Jefferson and, and, uh, you know, I, of course I ran varsity track and all of that good stuff. And, but you know that I still have a, a mile record at Jefferson, uh, middle wow. school now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's a, I yeah. ran a 452 in, uh, eighth grade and it's still there. Wow. That's kind of, a kind of interesting. But you know, JC today, it's about you, man. And, and you know, you've always been, you know, a great athlete yourself and, You've been a, a a person who's always, you know, giving back, given back, and you know. I guess my next question is, um, you played eight years with uh, with Kansas City. Uh, mm-hmm. Before that, you played college ball at Washington. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's go back to college a little bit. What was your best game when you were at Washington?
3: Oh, my best game, I. Uh... Probably, you know, so long ago, you know, it's, it's easier to remember uh, your worst games because those are the ones <laughs> that stick with you. You know, that when you when you play well and you do, uh, you know, you do things uh, uh, and have great games, those are the ones that, you know, hey, okay, well, that's what I trained for. It's the ones that the bad games were. That stick with you because they, they continue to gnaw at you and, you know, I've got to improve this and I can't let this happen. But uh, but I think one of my better games was probably against USC my junior year. Um, we beat them in Washington uh, pretty good. Uh, I think we beat them like 31 to nothing or something. Woo-hoo! I had, um, had a couple interceptions. awesome uh, should have had another one that I dropped that would have been a pick six, but – uh, the reason why it was such a good game too is because, you know, every everybody back home uh, got a chance to see it also. You know, all the, the USC and UCLA games were were on down in in our area as well. So, you know, got a lot of calls from from friends and stuff that they saw that game.
2: That's awesome, JC. So, what about with Kansas City? What was your best game you had with the Chiefs?
3: Um Wow. Again, uh, the best game is, uh, you know, it's tough. I can tell I can tell you some of the tough games, but uh, the best game, you know, is, you know, I, I think my rookie year, and I, I, it's not going to be my best game, but I think as a team, we were underdogs, um, and we had to go in and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh uh, to make it to the playoffs, and uh, tough game. The offense was struggling, and so we had to score on defense and special teams, and, and we ended up doing it and winning that game and, and going to the playoffs. So that was uh, real satisfying because the defense you know, as you know, I played defensive back, the yes. defense really had to step up um, to get that win, and, uh, and we were able to do that. So a lot of, a lot of good memories from the NFL, but uh, you know, it, uh, all those games are tough you know the wins you, you don't remember you, you 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 really think about the losses because you got to improve the next week and and try to get better and and that's what keeps you there so it's a it's a tough business but uh, had a great time
2: that's awesome jc so you know you talked about your best game and and you also mentioned that those games that you know that we fall short and, and somehow they haunt us uh what was your worst game jc
3: Um, in the NFL, uh, you know, we played, um, at that time it was the Houston Oilers, Warren Moon, um, and all those guys. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) uh, we played them the year before, you know, they, they basically had their same guys. We had our guys, same guys, and we beat them pretty easily. Same offense, everything. And we beat them, um, pretty handily. Then uh, the next season we play him again, and, and again the same guys Warren, all of his same guys on offense, all of our same guys on defense, and they just absolutely lit us up, and uh, we gave up, uh, I think five hundred and some yards passing. It at the time it was the second most yards, uh, passing yards ever, uh, wow. in the National Football League. Oh my goodness! Us. yes, and we were, and we were one of the best defenses. Uh, and one of the top two secondaries in the NFL. But, uh, man, that was just a day that those guys were on fire, and, and everything we did, they had an answer for it. And uh, it was just a frustrating feeling. We we could do nothing right, and they couldn't do anything wrong. So I remember that, and that that's probably my worst game, uh, as well as our, our team. Wow. So l- let me ask you a
2: question. Going back to, to high school, you know, you went to uh, – to El Camino the Wildcats and I was over at the Pirates um how important is high school you know to anyone who plays ball I played ball I got hurt my senior year I had Arizona and a bunch of other colleges that wanted me and and one game was set up they did the whole you know defense for me cuz I played a cornerback And Mm -hmm. I got hurt in the position. They moved Nathan King in there. I don't know if you remember Nathan.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) They put Nathan in. Nathan ends up getting a scholarship because they liked how he played. And I was out the rest of the season. But, you know, how important is high school for anyone listening listening right now and how important it is for an athlete to really press in and kind of – you know, kind of block all the garbage out that happens in high school.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And and things are so different now than when we were in high school. Um, you know, almost, you know, I, I think it's it's a, it's tougher on the kids now because there's so much other stuff going on. And, you know, with these cell phones and social media yes. and, and all the content that, that they have access to, I mean, it, it, it's really a huge distraction. Um, but what I would tell any kid is, is you got to focus, you got to be determined and, uh, you got to sacrifice, you know, anything worth having, um, you're going to have to sacrifice for if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Absolutely. Um, so you've got to, you know, hard work, regardless of talent, how much talent you have, uh, or how little talent you have, no one should be able to outwork you. You're in control of how hard you work. And and I think I'm a prime example of that because, you know, growing up, as you know, you know, I was never the best athlete in the neighborhood. I was I was a chubby kid. I remember, you know, JC. I, yeah. You That's know, why I'm and, so proud yeah, of you, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, so out of all the guys in the neighborhood, if you had to choose someone that was going to go on and, and uh, play uh, a long NFL career, it wouldn't have been me. But the thing that that, that I think that, that I had was determination and work ethic. I mean, even in high school, you know, I would go, and you don't need anybody to help you work out. You're in control of that. You know, I would go in our backyard and, and backpedal and do a lot of technique stuff and and uh, just try to get better at, at what I could get better at. And, uh, you know, I think nowadays kids just, you know, either they have it or they don't. And, and those are the ones that eventually you're going to, you're gonna you're gonna not make it because everybody's good at some point. Um, talent only takes you so far, but your work work ethic is what's going to take you even further. So, um, no matter what it is, no matter you know, don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Um, as long as you're able to put and willing to put the time and the effort and work at it, and understand and be true to yourself, and work on your weaknesses, not just your strengths, then. You know, all your dreams can, can 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 come true.
2: That's pretty powerful, JC. Because you know, uh, you hit that on the nail. There was a lot of us that were super talented, and and you're right. You know, I I seen you develop though. You know, through elementary and junior high, and you were always you know working at it and getting better and and. But I would have never thought you would have ended up in the NFL. You're absolutely right. So, well, uh, you yeah. know. And so ethics and and you had it you had it brother and it's a it's a it's an incredible encouragement you just gave for those that are listening today and we have a lot of people listening a ton and you know we're getting a lot of feedback and, and so I'm glad you shared that um what what keeps you busy these days JC
3: well now um Adam as you know as I said earlier I'm kind of trying to you know, semi retire and, and try to enjoy uh, life a little bit now. But I, I do have two girls that are now in college that that are playing volleyball, and uh, so I travel uh, or will be traveling a lot to watch them play. My older girl is a junior at uh, in Missouri. Plays, superstar, superstar uh, at, at Missouri State. My youngest, <coughs> excuse me, my youngest just graduated high school early in December. And is now down at texas a and m on a full ride volleyball scholarship so wow. yeah, so she's uh you know proud of both of them both uh even more proud is that they're both four point oh students wow JC. Um, yeah they 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 got that part from the mom, i'm sure but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah they uh you know great kids motivated um and uh doing well academically, which is uh the most important part, but uh they are thriving uh on the volleyball court as well
2: yeah i uh your oldest daughter she's she's a superstar i you know i, I often check up on her on uh the media, and she's doing phenomenal
3: yeah well, thank you very much very much she's
1: doing phenomenal and, uh,
3: yeah, and you know i mean we, we've just been blessed we really have and and with her, the funny thing is way back. Um I don't know how much time we have but I I'll, I'll make it real a quick story when she was born um you know way back Kelly Rippa it used to be um yes uh Kelly I forgot it was Kelly and somebody else the show but they they would have the uh America's most most beautiful baby Right so my, I remember that wife, show Yeah my wife sent our daughter's picture and I had no idea uh of any of it so she sent uh the pictures in. And so one day they call and I answer the phone and they're like, Hey, this is Gelman from, um, live with Regis and Kelly. That's Regis. Regis yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, who, you know, what was thinking? Some, somebody's prank calling me, you know, <laughs> you know he's like, this is Gelman," And I'm like, I'm I, you know, cause I never watched the show and, <laughs> right. but anyway. I, you know, they were like, well, you know, someone sent the, sent." The, I was like, just, Give me, you know, give me a message, I'll give it to my wife, you know. So when she gets home, I I'd say, Hey, some dude named Gelman from Regis and Kelly called and she starts screaming Oh my God, what <laughs> anyway. Long story short, you know, she's one of the finalists, semi finalists or whatever in the America's Most Beautiful Baby. <laughs> wow. So we fly they fly us to New York and we're on the show every day, Monday through Friday and Friday, you know, they announce the winner. But, uh, so she actually won that America's most beautiful. Oh my Lady. goodness. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's you know, crazy. From way back. Yeah. on, on live on, uh, Regis and Kelly way back then. So, that is awesome. You know, yeah. She's been, uh, she's been thriving ever since. So, uh, yeah, it's been, been very blessed.
2: So it's been in her blood, huh? <laughs> yeah,
3: man, that was crazy, but and was funny I almost hung up on him. So. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. What are you doing calling me? Huh? Yeah, who is this? Yeah. So, fun, fun. So, yeah.
0: so
2: I have this little crazy story too. I mean, we we still got about 10 more minutes, but Okay. Uh, you know, I, I I ended up doing uh, 14 years in prison for a crime that I didn't commit. And I'm Yeah, and, I read that. And Man. I'm and I'm still in court, you know, they're uh, I'm trying to get them to to pay me in you know, uh, for all that wrongdoing that happened. But, right. uh, a, a couple of years after, after being home, um, I used to go to a church called Calvary Chapel Oceanside. I'm at the cross now. I'm the head pastor at this, uh, lead pastor at another church called at the cross Oceanside. Okay. But I was an associate there. So the pastor decides to take us there to take us to the price is right so me and my wife, we got together. We said, let's do all the research we can on this show, you know, because uh-huh. I watched it when I was a little kid. You know, I'd come home from right. school and uh, catch a couple of episodes. And, uh, right. and I told my wife the day I left, I said, I'm going to win you a card. And 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 check this out, brother! I won the whole shebang. (laughs) What? I won a serious? Yeah, I won a brand new Jeep and a trip to Washington D.C., a computer and a TV, all kinds of stuff. It was hilarious, you man! Wow, (laughs) it was hilarious. But you know, there's a lot of
3: funny.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting how uh, life directs us. You know, and uh, but. You know, you went the NFL all those years. What kept you kind of steady there? Because you know, most there's a lot of players. JC, as we know that get in and they're great athletes, and they end up going astray, and you know, and mm-hmm. they get in tons of trouble. You read reports of them, you know, DUIs and all kinds of things happening to them. What kept you uh, on that right path?
3: Well, you know, I think part of it was, you know, my my parents, you know, my father was, was in the military, so he was, was really strict uh, growing up and, uh, you know, just instilling right from wrong. And we all know right from wrong, but sometimes, you know, we get around the wrong crowd. And we and, and we, you know, just go with the crowd, which is, you know, so you've got to be a, a strong person, Um and stand up, you know, to some, you know, to some of the ridicule, you know, guys, who, you know, because misery loves company. Absolutely, so guys are doing wrong. They they try to get you to join them so that if they get in trouble, they're not alone. And that's, you know, so you have to understand strong and and know, you know, the right crowd and the wrong crowd to be around. And uh, you know, so I I think that just going back, always knowing right from wrong, and you know what you can do and what you can't do, and you know if it's going to get you in possibly get you in a lot of trouble it's not worth it especially once you you've worked your entire life to get to a point why throw it away on something doing something stupid at that point you know and so you know th- these guys just you know have to understand that you know it's not about trying to you know show off and who you what you have and how much you have and all that you know you you know, it, this stuff is so fleeting. It doesn't matter how long you played. You know, I was blessed to play nine years, and, you know, it, it was over in a blink of an eye. Blink of an you eye. You know, and so, so why risk any of that? And, you know, everything that you worked your life for, and, you know, people would, would, man, just love to trade places with you. And, you know, why jeopardize any of that? So, you know, I, I like to believe that, you know, that I was smart enough to, to not do any of that. You know, none of us are perfect, obviously, but, uh, you know, you know where the lines are. And, and I, you know, try never to, to cross the line to uh, jeopardize myself or my family.
2: Wow, JC, you uh, you've done a phenomenal job, you know, and and it, it's 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 phenomenal how you've kept yourself, you know, with your work ethics and, and constantly working at, you know, your goals in life and. And you have, man. You've been, uh, you've been blessed. You know, I, I also want to be thankful as well. And, and as we're speaking, I, when we first started, uh, I started this church at, uh, Oceanside, uh, in Oceanside with several other people. Um, I remember I, I hit you up and, and, and man, and you responded quickly, man. You sent me cards and, and some autographs and some, even a a jersey a football and that was phenomenal some of the first things that we were able to uh, uh uh to you know to to use in order to you know raise the funds to purchase the building that we're in and you know we actually were at church at Oceanside for two years before we bought this building that we're in i mean we obviously have a a mortgage but i mean you're the man bro, you're the man, and it's just i'm honored to know you bro
3: hey, you know we, we we all come from the same place right and and uh you know anything that I can do to to help any of us um you know try to give back to to kids you know i mean you know how we grew up i mean we yeah. grew up there on the east side and Oceanside, and you know, none of us had anything, but we were all, we were all poor together, nice. you know, basically. So, and uh, so whenever you, uh, you know, my philosophy has always been, you know, the, the more blessed you are and, and, and able to, to have things, the more you should give back because it's, you know, I know the struggle, we know the struggle, Yes, right. right. And, uh, and, and so if you can help somebody else, if you're not struggling uh, as much and you can help out, you know, that's what you. That's what you're supposed to do, and and uh, you know, not just monetarily, but just you know, going back and speaking to the kids and just giving them hope. You know that hey, you know I I I'm, it was just like you. We grew up. You know I grew up just like you're growing up, and you know that's no reason to to give up or to to do wrong or whatever. You know you just gotta keep working hard, and and you can make all your dreams come true too. And you know I think kids just need to see that. It's possible. They have a way out. And it's not just through sports, you know, just education. But, you know, you you know, I just try to talk to them and let them let them know that, hey, you know, your dreams can come true. Just, you know, nothing is overnight. Nothing's immediate. But if you work hard enough, you know, things can things can turn out well.
2: That's that's a a good word, JC. That's a good word. You know, we've been uh, trying to get involved with all this indoctrination that's going on at, uh, you would be surprised the indoctrination at, at uh, with our school district now. So we're participating in all of that. So, you know, I got a few minutes. Is, is there a last word you want to say to us, uh, to the audience listening now, JC?
3: Well, uh, you know, I would just say that, um, you know, regardless of, of your age, your, your race, your, your sex, any of that, uh, you know, it it good is in all of us. You know, and uh, if we all strive to to be good to the next person, you know, and pass it forward, you know, we can make this this world a, a better place. You know, there's so much evil and things going on right now. You know, I think we just gotta uplift each other, help each other, and and uh, enhance the positivity, uh, not only in the youth, but in the in our adults as well, and and just make this you know, this place, this world, our cities, you know, everywhere that we're at, just uh, hopefully a better place for all of us.
2: Man, I appreciate you, JC. That's a powerful word. Uh, If you don't mind, do you mind if I pray for you?
3: Oh, please do. Please do.
2: Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this relationship that uh, you've given me and the privilege and honor of uh, uh, that I've had with my friend JC God and And I pray that you would bless him, God, bless his family, bless his uh, entire being and anything he puts his hands on, God. Thank you for your goodness. I pray this in Jesus' name. JC, thank you so much for being on the show with me, bro. I love you, man, and good talking to you, my brother.
3: Amen, brother. And don't don't let this be the last time. Call me anytime. I'd love to do it anytime.
2: Love you, bro. Have a great day.
3: Love you. Take care, bro. Yeah, bye.
1: org.
4: Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Serving ages 3 through 6th grade, hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at the crossoceanside.com.
2: Woo-hoo! Welcome back to the show. We just had an incredible guest, and you heard him, JC Pearson, who played played for the Kansas City Chiefs for nine seasons, and you know it, it must it's amazing for him to look back at his career and and, and be able now to encourage those of you that were listening that it's a lot of hard work and you don't have to be super talented as long as you press in. But now we have the latter and the best part of the show as we go into the Word of God. And today we will be coming out of Joel. But I wanted to bring to remembrance, and a lot of you know that our world is upside down now with everything happening. You know, you have an alliance now with China and Iran, Iran and Russia, the war in Ukraine, U.S. now being blamed for blowing up this Nordstrom pipe that went into Germany and and I mean there's there's chaos uh, rocket man shooting rockets all over the place still and and you know the we still have terrorist attacks on Israel and and everything is lining up and I, I don't know if you've even heard you, you got Russia now who's going to put a base in Sudan near the Red Sea and it's chaotic you see that God is about to do something. Because you feel it in the air. We just came out of a pandemic that lasted several years. And they're still trying to push these garbage vaccines on all of the kids. and, And it's horrible. It's a time right now. And it's never been like it to look to the heavens and look for our redemption. For those of you that know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And as you know, one of the greatest things that is happening now is a revival that seems to have gotten kicked off in Osbury, Kentucky. They now have been having services 24 hours a day for eight straight days. And it seems like it's going to continue to go even longer when you hear this message You're going to say, whoa, God, I want to be part of this. And listen, God wants availability. God wants to use you today. And in Scripture, in Joel, as we will come out of it, in chapter 2, God speaks about this revival that has been set for the latter days as we are now and uh, there's no doubt that the days are like the days of noah and where there's debauchery and and sexual immorality and thieving and in our own government and it's spreading like a wildfire but god but god and we can see him doing something special in Osbury, kentucky and it is now spreading to the surrounding communities to the surrounding colleges and there's a hunger for God there's a hunger for God because we see the world and chaos and the only hope for America the only hope for the world is God and my prayer is that this revival continues and and my prayer is that this may be the one that wakes us up and without further ado, if you have a Bible or you're just listening, we're going to be coming out of Joel chapter 2. And as you begin to read uh, this book, it's interesting because really no one knows when the book was written. They obviously believe that it was written, you know, uh, prior to um the Assyrians um coming into uh or trying to conquer Israel when the 185,000 men were found dead. Uh, But it's an interesting book because when you read it, we see some relevant word for today. And I pray in Jesus' name that this scripture that we are going to dig into will be your waking up, your call to repentance, your call... To cry out to God. In chapter 2, verse 20, after God has given a conditional promise of Judah's salvation, 20 seems to take a different view. 20 actually seems to be talking futuristic like now. And we will see when we get to like 28 that part of that has been, was fulfilled at the day of Pentecost. But here we go, Joel chapter 2, verse 20. But I will remove far off from you to the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate with his face toward the east sea and his hinder part toward the outmost sea. And his stink shall come up and his ill savior shall come up because he had done great things. Now, what is amazing about the verse is no doubt um, there was a fulfillment in this scripture, um, and you can read it out of Isaiah 37, 36, when God slayed 185,000 people from the northern kingdom of the Assyrians that were coming upon them. They woke up and everyone was dead. But it seems to also speak about a futuristic war, and and uh, that Ezekiel talks about in thirty eight twenty one to twenty two when Gog and Magog come up against Israel, and we're right there. We've, we're seeing the picture coming together with everything happening in it in that area today. And God hath done and will do great things. Verse twenty one says this: "Fear not, O land." Be glad and rejoice for the Lord will do great things. I want you to take that to heart today. I want you to know that God is speaking to you. Are you wavering in your faith? Is Jesus a lasting in your heart now? Are you losing hope because of the chaos that's happening in the world? This is a word for you, fear not, O land, O people, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, be not afraid is always a theme in scripture. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love end of a sound mind, when you fear, you curl up and, and you lose a sense of who you are. When you stand courageous, you see God moving, even in the midst of chaos. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the trees beareth her fruit, and the fig tree and the vine do yield her strength. You know what God is saying? And in the midst of chaos, in the midst of what you see that's happening, God can still provide. God can still make everything look phenomenal when you see it through the eyes that God has given you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you see it with those eyes, Verse 23 says, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. One of the things that we can see from this verse is that in the Old Testament, we obviously know that they didn't have their irrigation like we have, and they relied a lot on the rains. When it says the former rain, they would rely on that fall rain to come and to, and to be able to water all of their land so that they would be able to plant. And then it says, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And what he's saying is that in context is that it would rain in April again. And and only if God would allow this to happen, but the verse Seems to be telling us and alludes to that there is a latter rain and the former rain that are going to combine and come upon the people. All I can see here is revival. Most scholars will say, well, it says this and that. But when you read it at face value, you can believe that God wants to bless you spiritually, wants to give you this water to fall upon you. A lot of times water is in Scripture is used as something refreshing. Remember, Jesus is that well, that well of everlasting water that suffices for the rest of our lives. And in Psalms 23, David said, My cup overfloweth. My cup overfloweth and may your cup overflow today. Listen, if you just tuned in, you are listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas as we are discussing and we're going over Joel and we are believing today. I am believing that God is pouring his spirit out right now. And just as he has begun to do something beautiful in Osbury, Kentucky and to the surrounding communities, I pray that that will sweep America Already in California, there's another church that has now had nonstop worship in prayer for the last three or four days. May God do that across America. May America have fresh hope. May they look to the person who caused our Constitution to be ripped out of his word and to be given to you, to me, for those that are in America. That is literally what has sustained America thus far. Listen, God wants to do something beautiful. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. That's Joel 2.24. He says, you will begin to prosper, and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten did you catch that? God wants to restore all those years that the enemy took from you. The locust here represents an, an evil thing that is happening. Locusts come in and swarm the country and eat everything up, everything that is green. And God is saying to you right now, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten the canker and the caterpillar, and the palmerwood, my great army which I sent among you. I will restore that for you. I will make your latter years better. Therefore, if any man be a Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You need to believe that in your heart. You need to believe that in the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's Jesus the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was a light of men and that light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehends it not but if you know Jesus You you can comprehend that today. And if you know him, you need to cry out for God to shine that light on you, to pour out his spirit upon you, just as he is doing in Osbury, Kentucky, and in the surrounding communities and states. There are people from all around the world that are now going there. Here is my best advice to you if you can go go but if you can't get there then begin to pray begin to praise God ask others to join you and see God do something phenomenal in your life first Joel of 226 says this and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that had dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed Some people say he's only talking to Israel. I believe that he's talking to you, to the church, that he will deal with you wondrously, and that you will eat plenty, and that you will be satisfied when you are praising the name of your God, your God Jesus, and you should know that I am in the midst of Israel. God is in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. The Bible is very clear, if God is for you, who can be against you? And I love this, this part of Joel that we are about to go in. We are about to see something that was partly fulfilled at the day of Pentecost. And if you want to read it, you can. You can go to Acts chapter 2. Remember when the 120 were waiting in the upper room? They were waiting for a move of God. And God shows up in an amazing, powerful way. He allows his spirit to fall upon them like, like fire, like cloven, cloven fire, tongues upon them. God is God. And God has not forgotten you or me. We are living in these latter days. There has never been a time in history like this. I can tell you that as of 1948, when Israel got their country back, when God fulfilled the promise that he would bring them back to the land, that the clock is ticking at an ever faster pace. Verse 28 says this and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. See at the day at Pentecost when those 120 began to speak in tongues when they began to understand each other all these folks that had gathered from all these different countries God did something special, but it was only 120, and it only took 120 to light the world up with the 12 disciples. They went out, and and revival spread like a wildfire. You know, a lot of times persecution brings about revival. I believe around the world the church is being persecuted. I believe we've had it easy in America, and that's because you and I have been his. The apple of God. United States mirrors Israel. The church has flourished in America. The church in America has been the greatest missionary evangelical church to ever appear in this world. And God loves America. And God is doing something special. I believe that wholeheartedly. And it shall come to pass that afterward that I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 120 there. I believe all flesh could be right now. I believe that God is doing something phenomenal and I'm praying that it, that it comes way out here. We need God. We need a move of God. Only, the only hope for America is God, is revival. Yes, I know that presidents make, make a big, And and I know that our current administration is corrupt. I don't even have to tell you that. You can look in the news and and you can see that. And the only hope for America now is God. It's not a political leader. It's God. And also upon this, well, the, the verse continues and says this, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're reading this powerful word out of Joel and as we are seeing God now do something powerful in Osbury, Kentucky and in the surrounding communities now. Winton, Wheaton now has been lit on fire back there and God is moving across the nation. It says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That means that they will begin To speak God's word. That they will begin to speak into people's lives. And I believe that we're seeing now this in our young generation as it's catching fire out of Osbury, Kentucky. But you don't need to be there. It could happen right where you're at. You can begin to cry out to God to pour His Spirit upon you and and that you want Him to use you and you want to make yourself available. God is on the move. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. I told a couple of older folks today, God is going to begin to reveal stuff to you that you need to begin to share these dreams that God is going to bring about in these latter days are going to be for edification. It's going to be for the salvation of souls. It's going to be to give hope to those that have no hope. Your young men shall see visions. Isn't that powerful? It isn't just men, but young women as well. They will begin to have visions. They will begin to see things in the supernatural. We will begin to see God do a powerful, powerful work. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that the time is now, God, that as the nation is dying, that you would revive us, God, as the world is in chaos, God, that you would show your power to this dying world, and that thousands, millions would begin to cry out to you, O Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father. The Bible continues, and it says, and also upon the servants, upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. See, he doesn't leave out the widow. He doesn't skip those that are poor. He doesn't Skip those that have nothing. His word is for all humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You may be saved, and today you may need a dose of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. I pray in Jesus' name that you that are listening today will be revived by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. In verse 30, it says this of Joel chapter 2, And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. And we're beginning to see that stuff. you know that this earthquake that recently happened in Turkey killed over 40 Thousand people, and, and you know that the sun right now is doing all kinds of spewing that it that hasn't been seen in in years, and and you can see that things are not as they should be. Something is happening. Something is shaking, and the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon and the blood before the great and terrible or awesome day of the Lord come. He is about to come for his church. The time is now, and it shall come to pass. This is for you if you're listening now, and it's not by coincidence if you don't believe. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered, shall be saved. It's repeated often in the New Testament. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Safe from what? Safe from this world, safe from a, a place called hell that was not created for you and I. It was created for the devil, for Satan and his minions, the fallen angels. It's a choice to go there. Today, God is saying, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be safe. You shall be delivered as he as the Lord had said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. God is calling you today. God is calling you to repentance. Repentance is the first ingredient to see God pour out a spirit. That's exactly what happened in Osbury Kentucky. It began with a young man repenting and confessing his sins and then it hasn't stopped. They're worshiping God. Today is the day of salvation. Thank you so much for listening. And and I pray that today you would believe God for the impossible as my wife closes us out in prayer. Cleta?
4: Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you. We praise your holy name, Father. And we pray, Father God, that we too would be revived here, specifically in California, Father. We know we live in such a a dark state, and, and Father, we need you. Those of us who ne- didn't move out of state, so many have moved. So many family and friends have moved from here. They just couldn't take it no more. And so, Father, we're praying for those of us who are literally left behind here, that you would strengthen us, that you would embolden us, that you would pour your spirit out upon every pastor, every leader across all the churches here in California, that they would just wake up, Father God, that the schools, the universities, all of the students would just be revived in Jesus' name.
2: If you just listen to that prayer and you don't know Jesus, ask him into your heart now, Jesus, come into my heart, save me. I believe you died for my sins and rose on the third day. Be my God, be my Lord, be my Savior. And if you're struggling and you know the Lord, today is the day of your deliverance. Thank you for listening today. We love you, and we'll see you next week at 5 o'clock again. God bless you. Come visit us, 2112 Camino Real in Oceanside, California. At the Cross Church, God bless you in Jesus' name.
1: Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. org.
4: Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Serving ages 3 through 6th grade, hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at the